This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Despite centuries of exploration, there is still so much about our planet that we simply don't know. There are lands unseen by human eyes, sand and grass undisturbed by human footsteps, Countless explorers have traveled across oceans and over dangerous terrain to collect information about these unknown parts. They often catalog their journeys with diaries or photographs, but the most useful information is often found within their maps. Maps show us where we've been and where we have yet to go. And because of that, you won't be surprised to hear that map making is an art as much as it is a science. And nobody knew that better than Turkish cartographer, Piri Reis. During the early 1500s, Piri Reis served as an admiral in the Turkish Navy. His passion, though, was for something a little less violent than war. Cartography. I know it doesn't sound like a hit Netflix series, but for Reis, nothing fascinated him more than charting the Earth. He always had on hand at least 20 different maps from all over the world, and even from different time periods. Some came from ancient Greece, while others hadn't existed for more than a handful of years. Several were even claimed to have originated at the Library of Alexandria, while another had been drawn by Christopher Columbus himself. And Race used these different charts in his own cartography. Although he'd seen quite a bit of the world as part of the Turkish navy, he still relied on the work of others to help him with his own maps. Combining his knowledge with that of his forefathers, Race sketched out his own map of the world as it had been known up to that point. It came to be known as the Piri Race map, creative, I know, and it featured outlines of areas such as South America, the western coast of Africa, and Europe, to name a few, all of which were carefully drawn on gazelle skin. Sadly, though, Piri Race didn't live to see his map gain the notoriety that it has today. After his death in 1553, his work was lost, including all of the old maps that he kept by his side. It wasn't until 1929, nearly four centuries later, when a German theologian named Gustav Deismann rediscovered it within Istanbul's Topkapi Palace Library. He'd been sorting and cataloging the library's vast collection of books and artifacts when he stumbled upon a bundle of maps. Almost immediately, he took them to a local expert for confirmation. That expert recognized a key piece of the map, one that continues to baffle scholars today. Antarctica. Antarctica's rendering on the map is particularly interesting for two very good reasons. First, no one had ever stepped foot on the continent until its official discovery in 1820, 
300 years after the Piri race map's creation. But second, race had depicted it without its polar ice cap, showing the rocky shores of the continent in a way that hadn't been seen for over 6,000 years. Which begs the question, how did he know what it looked like so long before his time? What's more, his map utilized the Mercator projection, a technique that's the standard for modern nautical navigation. But Mercator projection wasn't used in Europe until the late 1560s, decades after the race map had been completed. Where he learned to display his map in that format is still a mystery. By all accounts, the Piri race map was ahead of its time. So much so that its accuracy continues to stump cartographers and researchers around the world today. For example, the Mercator projection could not be verified or measured properly until 1760, when the chronometer was invented. And yet, Race managed to position the South American coast, across from Africa's western coast, as though he had known its exact measurements. His drawings are so realistic that it's been theorized the maps he referenced for his own had been created by an ancient civilization with advanced technology, such as flying machines for aerial surveillance. There just isn't any other explanation for their precision. Today, the remaining portion of the map resides right where they discovered it, as part of the Topkapi Library's collection. However, due to its age and fragility, it is no longer on display. And you heard me correctly. The remaining portion... What we know of as the Piri race map is only a quarter of what he had originally drawn. The rest is out there somewhere, waiting for someone to uncover it. And the secrets it might reveal. This episode is sponsored by Intuit. Here's a story for you. Once upon a time, a young woman was haunted by the ghosts of bad financial decisions, with credit card debt and an empty savings account looming over her every day. But when she tried to ignore these ghosts, they only grew bigger and scarier. And these ghosts of her bad financial decisions were stopping her from living her best life. So she decided to face them head on and take control of her finances with help from Intuit. Intuit helps you face your financial fears with confidence through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 
2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Everything that we know about lost civilizations comes from what they've left behind. Sadly, when a rival nation invades a place, one of the first things they do is destroy the culture. They strip the indigenous people of their land, their language, their art, and their very identities. Also, they can force their own culture upon them. In many cases, the native population doesn't even have a way to fight back, and running away was often out of the question. So they stayed and were conquered and most of what they had was lost. Except the Phrygians. During the Byzantine era of the 8th and 7th centuries BCE, the Phrygian people lived peaceful lives in Derinkuyu, a district in central Turkey. The people there were farmers, teachers, winemakers, and parents, all trying to live their lives while constant war raged on around them. But let's not assume that the Phrygians were ignorant about the fighting. Even though it hadn't reached their doorsteps yet, they knew it was coming, and that preparations had to be made in case it reached them. And eventually, it did. So they fortified their homes, stables, chapels, and communal eating spaces with volcanic rock from a nearby region. No soldier would be able to penetrate their defenses. Within their stone walls, the people of Derinkuyu could still make their wine, worship, teach, and continue their lives as if nothing had changed. And as the war got closer, their masonry paid off, allowing 20,000 Phrygian men, women, and children, along with their livestock, to sleep safely at night as soldiers fought outside. And though soldiers certainly fought, For years, they clashed while life on the other side of the fortified city went on. The Phrygians were so successful at protecting themselves that other cities nearby began to follow their example. They, too, barricaded themselves within stone walls to stay alive during the war. The craziest part of all of this is that these cities are still standing today, nearly 3,000 years later. In fact, they've become tourist destinations. But don't expect to see them on an aerial map because you won't. And for the same reason that the Byzantine and Arab soldiers never saw them in the first place. They were 200 feet underground. It really is an amazing story. Seeing no way out of the encroaching war, the Phrygians began to dig. They dug out a village as expansive as the one that they had lived in above ground, with multiple levels as well as ventilation shafts to collect air and rainwater. Their goal wasn't simply to survive, but to thrive. A school was erected on one level, while the people slept on another. They ate together, prayed together, made wine together, and raised their families, all within their underground city. And those other nearby towns that did the same thing, moving everything underground where their existence could be hidden for years until the fighting stopped, well, they also dug and dug. Some of these cities went four or five levels deep, and as far as the soldiers above them knew, Everyone had left for greener pastures, unaware that they were all still there, literally living right beneath their noses. The Phrygians and their neighbors didn't stop there, though. They knew their chances of survival would grow if they worked together, so they eventually tunneled, upwards of five miles, in fact, between each of their cities. If circumstances became too dangerous in one area, that population would seek refuge with another. 
Over 200 of these underground cities still exist today in central Turkey. Many of them were still being used as safe havens all the way up to the 20th century. For example, the Adena massacre of 1909 sent hundreds of refugees into the underground chambers of their ancestors to evade the attack. They stayed there for a month until reinforcements arrived. Today, the cities and the tunnels that connect them are all abandoned. No one sleeps on the cold, hard ground, and the children are no longer forced to study deep below the Earth's surface. However, these cities still have so much to offer. They are some of the best-kept artifacts from a resourceful civilization. If we learn nothing else from their existence, we can at least take away one valuable lesson. When it comes to survival, it takes a village. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.